Black Jewish Queen live chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Caribbean radio show, the Black Jewish Queen live chat. Today, I have lined up an interesting program. Um, We're going to be covering um, current events and topics that are trending, um, that are trending in the United States and the topics that are trending in Israel. So stay tuned and uh, feel free to chime in if anything you hear is interesting to you as I cover today's topics and current events. Be right back. I think we should sing this. Let's try this.
Watch out for young man need to capitalize on hot air. Soar like an airplane. Gonna rise in the sky quick, kind of cocaine. False part of suicide, but you got another game. Babylon buildings raised like flames. Drown in this champagne. Explosion. Pull up and hand grenades. So stained, blowing up in your own domain. Firecrackers win now, but they never make sense. Jewish Queen live chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. Now, I'm back. I wanted to come back and I wanted to talk a little bit about an article that I had 
came across by Joel Swanson with the Time of Israel. And in this article, he says learning Hebrew brought him closer to Judaism and it alienated him from Israel. And I wanted to go into current events because I have promised this to my listeners. And if any of this involves you or you want to chime in on some of this, uh, please feel free to just call in at your convenience. But this is from a blogger, Joel Swanson, and thought the article was so interesting. I wanted to share it here with you. This article is from the Times of Israel, from the blog of Joel Swanson, okay? I want to read a bit of it because I found it so interesting because he was saying that with him learning Hebrew, it brought him closer to Judaism, but it alienated him from the nation of Israel. And so I thought this this particular article, it kind of caught my eye, and I'm like, whoa, 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 what's this? And so let me, I just want to read, you know, a little bit of a clip of this article, okay? The problem, I'm starting it, the problem was being able to read with small tricks, being raw, and Netanyahu really believe in their native tongue. This is interesting. And then I see that they have right-wing activists, and then they have left-wing activists, and the leftist traitors is what he's saying. A right-wing activist carrying a sign that reads leftist traitors confronts left-wing activists at an anti-government demonstration near the Knesset in Jerusalem. And this was December 12th in 2022. I, I found this very, very interesting. I mean, sometimes it doesn't hurt to get into the current events of Israel. Um, I hope everybody that are listening and I think my listeners who are interested in um, the events that's happening in the Jewish world and just certain opinions, I'm sure that all the listeners out there, you're ready to put them in that. Well, anyway, I want to go in and I want to read this article because I found it very interesting. Okay. I'm going to read this article. Stacey A. speaking to the media in the United States before and after his latest election as Israel's prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu reassured American Jews and other supporters of Israel that their widely expressed fears of the undemocratic nature of the new Israeli governing coalition were overblown and would not, in fact, come to pass. Wow. This is what Joel Swanson is saying. Netanyahu told the New York Times that he was still at least notionally committed to a peace deal with the Palestinians and told journalist Barry Weiss that policy would be determined by him and not cabinet ministers like the self-described proud homophobe, Bazelia Smoltrich and convicted criminal Itamar Ben-Gvir of the Haredi Orthodox parties. Then he returned to Israel and promptly tweeted, these are the basic lines of the national government headed by me. The Jewish people have an exclusive and undisputable right to all areas of the land of Israel. The government will promote and develop settlement in all parts of the land of Israel in the Galilee, the Negev, the Golan, Judea, and Samaria. Netanyahu was asserting absolute Jewish sovereignty over 
the entirety of the West Bank with no room for Palestinian statehood as those politicians want and as his many American Jewish critics feared he would do. Now, as I was saying, I'm reading a blog. This is from the blog of Joel Swanson. And this is some of the things that he wrote in the blog, and I found it interesting, and I'm reading. I'm going to go on reading. The last tweet, despite reflecting the official position of Netanyahu's newly inaugurated government, did not, did not attract nearly as much attention in U.S. media as Netanyahu's previous press tour because unlike Netanyahu's fluent English language interviews with numerous American press organizations, this tweet was in Hebrew, a language in which only 22% of American Jews possess an even a minimal degree of fluency. Wow. So, so far I've read that, and you know, that um, what Joel is saying is that, um, the American press is being told one thing in English while in Hebrew, for those who understand it, they the Jews of Israel. They're being told another thing in the um, Hebrew language. I'm going to continue. Like many non-Orthodox American Jews, I was one of that other 78%. I was brought up attending a Reformed synagogue and I learned how to read enough Hebrew phonetically to have a bar mitzvah ceremony reciting my Torah portion by rote memorization. I learned the alphabet and a few basic words here and there, but not much more. If I read Torah or Talmud at all, it was entirely an English translation. And Joel is saying, but unlike many non-Orthodox American Jews, he's saying he became interested in learning Hebrew as an adult, as a part of a broader interest in learning more about Jewish history. And I enrolled in courses starting in college to study biblical, missionetic, and modern Hebrew. Eventually, after years of study, I enrolled in a doctoral program and Jewish history at the University of Chicago, where I had to pass a rigorous Hebrew proficiency exam as a prerequisite to advance to doctoral candidacy status. Okay, and he's continuing on. In many ways, this should have made me an ideal American Jew. After all, numerous commentators have opened on the need for more American Jews to learn Hebrew to bring us closer to both Israeli Jewish culture and to Jewish history as a whole. As one Israeli educated stated, once you have Hebrew, all Israeli culture can be in injected into your life. A wide array of American Jewish philanthropists and charities have identified funding Hebrew language education of for American Jews as a priority. They should see someone like me who went from knowing barely enough Hebrew 
to get through my bar mitzvah, to now reading Haaretz each day in Hebrew as a success story. Hmm. Except that this call for more American Jews to learn Hebrew often comes with an embedded political assumption that if more American Jews learn to read and speak Hebrew, we will feel more closely linked to Israel and reverse the declining support for Israel among young American Jews. He goes on to say, Joel Swanson, there's even a claim that American Jews do not have the right to criticize Israel without being able to follow Israeli political discussions in the original language. Daniel Gordis of Shalom College in Jerusalem complained that left-wing American Jewish journalist Peter Burnett should not be taken seriously as a commentator on Israeli affairs as Burnett Nart apparently cannot read those, in parentheses, Hebrew newspapers or Israeli literature until it is translated. The assumption is clear. If American Jews do not know Hebrew, we cannot be connected to the state of Israel, nor can we truly understand the Israeli politics. We might wish to often about, if we learned Hebrew, one Israeli-American advocate wrote, we will be more united and support Israel in spectacular ways, except that in my case, the exact opposite happened. As I learned more Hebrew, I saw how Israeli Jewish politicians often spoke in different terms, in English and in Hebrew, tailoring their appeals for different audiences. Whoa, Netanyahu's recent sojourn to the United States is only one example. Take Alayit Shaked, who sounded moderate notes to English-speaking audience on a trip to Britain, while also telling Hebrew audiences that the Jewish character of Israel should supersede the notion of equality. Of course, there's nothing inherently wrong with code switching. Politicians of all kinds do that. But the fact that some Israeli politicians think that they have to sound more modern in English, then in Hebrew is telling. And when I open myself up to what some Israeli politicians say in Hebrew, such as when Netanyahu falsely spread allegations of Arabs stealing votes in the last Israeli elections, America, does that sound familiar? Something he did in Hebrew. And not in English, or when new coalition partner Itamar ben Gavir put up a billboard reading, Near enemies be gone, and he grew next to the pictures of three Israeli left-wing politicians, two Palestinians, and one Jewish. It opened my eyes to a lot of aspects of Israeli politics that some American Jews would rather not hear. So, yes, it would be good for more American Jews to learn Hebrew. It would be a positive step for more American Jews to engage more heavily with the Jewish culture and history and I certainly have no regrets about my time spent studying Hebrew. Um, but we should be honest about what the effects of that Hebrew language education will be. It might not be to simply make more American Jews defend Israel against its detractors. It might mean a more honest engagement with Israeli politics. 
as they truly are rather than how they are presented abroad to English-speaking audiences. And for some of us, that might even push us further away. So I thank Joe Swanson for this article, and I also thank the Time of Times of Israel for uh, publishing it. Joel Swanson, he's a doctoral candidate at the University of Chicago, where he studies and teaches undergraduate courses in modern Jewish intellectual history. He is also working on a dissertation on Jewish alienation in early 20th century France. He teaches, speaks, and writes widely on Jewish history and politics for both academic and journalistic sources. And I just thank him for putting this article up. I found it uh, profoundly interesting because he brings up a very, very important, important points of American Jews. I mean, me, myself, personally, I do agree with Joe on one point as far as American Jews learning as much Hebrew as possible so that they can understand um, not only, you know, how American politics work, they can understand how the politics work in Israel because, I mean, even the short time that I was living there, I seen, you know, a great difference from what American Jews believe about Israel um, versus when you're actually there because um, it is a very interesting uh, place to live. Israel is beautiful, but yet, politically speaking, he, Joel, he made a very, a very, very intriguing and important point of um, the language, the difference, what's being told. In other words, he's saying that, and you know what, this is exactly like America, but he's saying that the politicians um, spoke one way to the people in the land of Israel. And then when they visited abroad, they spoke another way to the American Jewish population here. Um, in other words, he's saying Netanyahu told the Jewish people one thing with his tweets and another thing when he spoke to um, the politicians here. And he's saying it's not a language barrier. It's playing on the audience. It's telling each individual audience, as politicians do, what they want to hear. And that was my understanding of it. But he says with his understanding of what was happening, it brought him closer to Judaism, but it kind of alienated him from the land of Israel because, well, the nation, because of the fact how the politics were being played out. And that's what I found very, very interesting. And um, Joel Swanson, once again, I just thank him. I thank the Times of Israel for that article. Um, I thought I found it to be profound. I found it to be very educational uh, when it does come to <laughs> to Israel because, I mean, you know, um, it does remind me of left wing, of right wing, of the things that Americans uh, in American Jewish people face when they are trying to, um, you know, interact. I mean, it happens here all the time. The politicians do tell people what they want to hear, 
And then after they tell them what they want to hear, um, sometimes it's not exactly as um, they say. Each audience is different, so they tune their speeches, and this is what Joel was saying. Each person tune their speeches according to what the other person wants to hear. I mean, it's almost to me somewhat like a popularity contest because, I mean, come on, politics, that's what it is. I mean, it's like a beauty pageant. Hey, the one that pleases the judges is the winner, and the people are the judges. So um, as far as the um, the promise uh, to make Israel um, a single um, – a single state where um, Israel belonged to the Jewish people. Well, I mean, um, not to be condescending or anything to anybody, but the Israel, Israel, it do belong, you know, it belongs to the people of Israel. It belongs, it does belong to the Jewish people, but I won't get into that debate because, I mean, we could go on and on and on of like who's there first, who's indigenous, who's you know, I mean, but in in my my personal take, um, Israel should be for um, the people that belong there, the people that were born there. You know, the people, the people who who you know need to be there. Everybody, you know, need to live in peace when people do cause um, contention and everything amongst each other. Um, that thing it should be settled. You know, it should be settled in a peaceable way. And, you know, um, some of us, we just hope, pray for the Mashiach, the Messiah, um, God's uh, servant, Hashem's servant to come and to settle everything so that people not only in Israel will live in peace throughout the entire world. They will be able to live in peace and learn uh, learn from the direct throne of Hashem, of God, so we can hope and pray and do this. But right now, I want to go to a quick, quick commercial break, and I will be back after this. From author Dr. Denise Gotadis comes a self-help guide that will give you valuable information about the world around you in ways never imagined. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creation. Available on Amazon. In this must-read book, you will learn about your importance in the world and the metaphysical universe around you. You will be introduced to the Metaphysical God who has a relationship with you and those around you. Whether you are aware of this or not, you come into contact with Him daily. He is omnipresent metaphysically. He is in and outside of his creation and what does a metaphysical god have to do with you and the creation around you you are a very big piece of a huge puzzle the metaphysical god in relation to his creator from author dr denise gotatis is available on amazon order your copy right now
Introducing the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. And we are back, everybody. Hey, um, yes, this is a Caribbean radio show, the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat. Today I was just discussing some current events. We got into some of the political things that are happening in Israel, and we know that there is ongoing news because of the transition uh, with the Israeli government from Lapid to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who, of course, everyone knows he has gotten reelected. And there has been some protests going on from Beersheba to uh, the Negev Desert to uh, Tel Aviv, uh, to my understanding, there has been a little uprising because of the people are wanting to cancel out some of the people in the the judicial system, and many are afraid that the democracy, their their right to democracy will be taken away. So it has been mass protests across Israel for uh, this particular reason. And um, Netanyahu, he just had to fire one of his allies because um, he had to comply with the Israeli Supreme Court ruling. So he had to fire his cabinet ally, which... Uh, the Israeli um, politics it is very different from um, the American politics um, because um, they're, they're set up in a different way. So <laughs> anyways, well, getting back to what we were discussing, I told you I would give you news from here, from there, Um, Although, you know, there's ongoing news about the vaccines and everything. And um, my my take on the uh, controversy uh, surrounding the vaccines, the COVID COVID vaccines, um, the problem that I had with it is that the research of this vaccine, it really, 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 really needed to be done. And, and, you know, it the vaccine-making process, it was really rushed, and a lot of people who had adverse reactions to it, um, you know, they didn't survive. There should have been a lot more research on the thing, and this is what's happening all over the world as far as current events and everything that is happening. I really believe that uh, people with underlying health conditions, I don't care where you stand, whether you stand for taking it or not, but I think people with underlying health conditions, it could cause complications. Because I remember when Dr. Fauci, when it first came out, he came out and he talked about people with underlying health conditions, please do not take this. And I do remember it. But um, anyways, it was it was um it was it was rushed, but I don't I don't know, you know, um what 
people are on their fifth shot, to my understanding, and so there's a lot of controversy. I don't think that controversy is going anywhere anytime soon. Um, okay, let's get to some more things that people are talking about. But there are many, many topics, many current events that's going on from here, from here to Israel. And I kind of think that something has changed about the overall population throughout the world because of the fact there are more violent actions taking place in the world we live in. And um, it was just um, brought to my attention that, well, I'm going to say that in the news it's been um, also another person, another um, incident that happened in Monterey Park, California. That man, he killed 10 people at a ballroom dance studio. And um, this this is just, you know, heartbreaking to the families that have to go through these things. But, you know, as we notice, the Mashiach, as he is coming, we notice that violence throughout the world and different things that we never thought of um, is taking place. And it has to do with, you know, I believe evil is just going to just kill itself out. But at the same time, what do we say when we need a prayer to Hashem to say, hey, you know, why is this happening to innocent people? I really believe that God, he will vindicate every injustice that's wrong because he knows the hearts and he knows the mind of people. Even with the controversial uh, COVID vaccine, even with people in the hospitals who are in there, who um, the remdesivir, um, some people, hey, say don't take it because it floods the lungs. Um, when people are really, really sick with COVID, when they're put on life support, when they're put on the machines and everything. Um, this was really, really bad for some people. And so, anyways, um, we, as we get closer to Mashiach, and every day we could look, we could pray, just like the song that was just played, we can look and we can pray. We can continuously pray because this world is in desperate need of Mashiach. And when I say Mashiach, I mean the Messiah and everything because the world is going on a downward spiral. And everything, if you have not noticed, in the news headlines, you know, I'm going to cover current events sometimes, but sometimes it's good to stay away from current events because it gets you so depressed and it gets us unfocused from what the things that Hashem, he wants us to do. I believe that everything, good or bad, it's going to, um, it's in the hands of Hashem. It's in the hands of God. And, I mean, all the things that we see around us, I mean, hey, we all know that it's, it's, it's exactly like it was in the days before the flood, before Noah entered the ark, Noah entered the ark. So we have to, we have to live 
And we have to let Noah be our example in the midst of everything that was going on around him. He stayed righteous, and he tried to serve Hashem. He tried to serve him in the right way and in the way he was taught to serve him, even though those things were going on around him. And doing that action when things fell down on the earth, when the when the seeds that people planted came back to get them because the works in the earth during the times of Noah, it was really, really evil. When those seeds planted came back to revenge the people who were doing the things that was not pleasing to Hashem, that was the seed. That was their harvest. That flood was their harvest. But Noah, and seven other people got saved out of that flood. And that, when we see everything and all of these things around us, that is the attitude that we need to have. Because all of the news around us, it can depress you, it can cause you to be in a state of hopelessness, and it can cause you to lose your immuna, which is faith. You can really lose it if you do not... Uh, Keep your head in the right direction. Keep hoping and keep trusting in the promises of Hashem because he does fulfill everything, everything that he promises, even from on down to the Mashiach, the Messiah. He will fulfill everything that he says he will do. I believe that because... For the simple fact, the worlds were created by the words of Hashem and everything that he says is so. It just comes into existence when he speaks it. And, you know, he's not like us. He's not a man that he's going to lie about anything because, I mean, we are not lies. We know that we exist. We know we have a body. We know that we breathe. We know that we live. And we only live because of him, because of the life force, because of Hashem. So, hey, I mean, you know, these are the things that, you know, we have to look at, you know, hey, like Israel, the the, the article <laughs> that I just read, I mean, hey, the left wing, the right wing. And, I mean, it, 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 what's interesting to me, though, is whether it be here in the United States, or whether it be in Israel, how people have tried to include Hashem in uh, being a part of their politics. Um, politics, um, world government, um, as far as that's concerned, um, to me, Hashem, he has his own government in the heavens. And man-made government, I mean, he does care for us, but as far as the opinions, as far as if it's, to me, if it's contradicting, and this is my opinion, to me, if, it, if it's a contradiction of what he's teaching us about in the Torah and what he's teaching us about in the commandments, if it's a contradiction of that, those things, hey, I have to question, is it, is it 
is it really um is it really um is he really concerned about those things and that's just me <laughs> but yes um we have to be though have the attitude in the day and age that we live in in Noah because of the things that is happening that is taking place in the world around us and we have to be careful and we have to be faithful you know have the faith the immuno of Abraham and we have to go on and remember those commandments that Moses was handed down on Mount Sinai and pay attention to it. I know it's 613 original commandments, but then, you know, but everybody knows them as the 10 commandments. And we still have to regard Hashem above everything else, regardless of the negative current events or um, the positive current events in all things. That's what we should be doing. We should be strengthening our immuno. We should be practicing um, healing the name, healing the world. I know that many of you might have gotten the encouraging words that I am trying to keep going every day. Every day Hashem might give me a word, and I'm going to continue to speak it out and speak positivity in everyone's lives because that's what I believe in. Regardless of what's happening around, each one of us, we could bring good into the world by doing and by being obedient and doing uh, what Hashem created us to do by adding good instead of adding negative and bad. I mean, you know, you could come in contact with so many things, but it is up to you to choose which one of those things um, you want to take in and you want to be a part of you. In other words, those things that you want to, you know, take into your spirit, your soul, whatever, you know, whatever. It's like I could put it to you this way. Whatever you are constantly listening and inviting and, and into yourself, believe it or not, you are eating it. And it's a spiritual food. And see, you could take positive spiritual food or you could take a negative spiritual food. But if you take the negative spiritual food, what comes out of you is going to be negativity. And if you take a positive spiritual food, what you what's gonna come out is positive. You are adding into that atmosphere. You're adding into the world. You're giving them what's in and what's inside of you is coming out. Okay? And this this is exactly what's going on in our world. I mean, you could be over flooded with negative current events and news, or you could be over flooded and you could just back off from it and concentrate on the things that are good that's going to bring healing throughout the planet, throughout the world. You could even, you know, pray constantly for the Mashiach to come to um, help with that healing of the world. You you know, we could we you know, it's up to each individual to make a change for the better in each circumstance. And see this is 
one thing, and I got on the subject of Noah because the evil that was going on around him, things were just so corrupted around him. The creation was being corrupted around him. And he was that one person who decided that no matter what people are doing around him, he is still going to follow Hashem in the path that man in the beginning was supposed to follow in the first place. He made a conscious decision to follow Hashem, to follow God in the way, even though everybody else was doing everything else. And, you know, it, it kind of to remind me, it reminds me also of um, Lot when he was supposed to live Sodom and Gomorrah and how his wife, um, when he was leaving Sodom and Gomorrah because the angels told him, hey, you know what, we're coming. We're going to, you know, the, the, the men of, of this place, is, they had offended these two men. And these two men, they did not even know that they were angels. And these two men, as Lot came, in the, came along the road, he invited these two men to come into his house. But these men almost broke Lot's door down trying to get to these two men, saying they wanted to come into them and they were disrespecting these two men. And little did Lot know, you know or when he was getting them in the house, the, the, the angels, they blinded these people who were trying to come through the door and knock it down. And then after they tried to knock it down, they were blinded and everything, and they backed off. And these two particular men that Lot thought were men, because even, even Father Abraham, he entertained some angels, and he didn't know it until they spoke. When these two angels came in Lot's home and told them that, hey, get everybody out of here because we are getting ready to just, this city is gone. It's judgment. It's going to go. And it reminds me, it was corruption, evil, all kinds of things going under the sun, all kinds of commandment breakings, all kinds of things that Hashem despised, did not like, similar to what was happening during the time of Moses. And do you know one thing? One thing happened. Well, Lot did. Got, he got as many people out as he could. But one thing happened, his wife, she missed that thing, that evil thing, the evil city. And they told her, they warned her not to look back while this city was being destroyed. And she was disobedient. She was longing for the bad, the things that were bad. Her whole heart wasn't turned towards Hashem. It was turned towards she was longing after that thing, that evil thing, that evil city that was being destroyed, and she disobeyed, and she suffered the consequences of it. She looked back, and she turned into a pillar of salt. See, because she missed the evil of the practice of that town, the evil of it, the glory of it. I mean, sometimes evil looks beautiful, but that evil that looks beautiful 
it turns around and it can bite you like a cobra. That's why we have to judge things. We have to stay in the path of Hashem. And we have to, when I was saying, you know, we have to, whatever thing that we are ingesting, if it's an ugly thing, you're ingesting it, you're eating it spiritually, it's going to come out and it's going to manifest and it's going to spew out on everybody else. And if it's a yucky thing, it's going to spew out like puke. And if it's a beautiful thing, it's going to come out of you like flowers, okay? It's going, it's what you are putting inside of your head, your heart, your head. is what you're putting in, it is going to come out. And it's going to come out on everybody else. And I think that some of the negative news that's going around in our current events, some of these people are aware of it, okay? These things are not an accident, and you could almost call it like a psychop. But anyways, we have to go to a real fast commercial, and we will be back after this. Shalom, and hello to all of my supporters and listeners. This is Dr. Denise Latavis, the host of the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat on the Caribbean Radio Show. I proudly support the mission of Give Back Jamaica Incorporated and the founder, Dr. Evie, of the Caribbean Radio Show. Dr. Evie helps children and families throughout Jamaica through shoe donations. We urge our listeners to support this great cause by donation of shoes or any monetary gift of your choice. Any donation, big or small, makes a huge difference, especially during the hurricane season. You can contact Dr. Evie by email at givebackjamaica at gmail.com. That is givebackjamaica at gmail.com. Or you can visit the webpage at www.givebackjamaica.org. That is www.givebackjamaica.org. Whatever it takes to build a nation.
Jewish Queen Live Chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to talk a little bit with you about the current events and some of the trending topics of Israel. Um, as we know, we are um, entering a time of, well, my opinion, Mashiach. <laughs> but because you see so many uprisings, so many upheaval, upheavals going on in the land of Israel now. And as I'm speaking to you about this particular subject, um, Israel is having an estimated 100,000 people who took to the street in Tel Aviv because what they are protesting is a call to end, a call for an end to the ruling coalition's plans. Okay, so um, I'm getting bits and pieces of this story. I'm sure that um, many of you have been following this. Um, they took to the streets in Tel Aviv, and they are saying that they are fighting for Israel's destiny, and it's over the sweeping judicial changes proposed by the new far-right government. And so this is coming from um, Benjamin Netanyahu's government, and he returned to office last month. Then he sitting at the helm of the coalition. Um, to make changes that are um, not uh, pleasing, I shall say, I guess, to the majority um, of the people who are taken to the street. Um, there are protests going on in Tel Aviv, and there's demonstrations in Jerusalem, Haifa, and Beersheba. And so um, this were, these were uh, these protests are happening because uh, people are having a fear of the proposals in Israel that are taking place. Um, that um, I guess Prime Minister Lapid and um, all the rest and Bennett of them they had uh, gave 
So, I mean, I'm keeping a close eye on this because um, this is uh, really, really um, something else. And in, in one of the articles, it says a mentally diverse group is prepared to put aside its differences into, and they say it's an existential fight. So um, I don't know whether, um, from what I'm being told by some, um, it's, um, you know, um, some of the, it's, it's from Orthodox and the other um, Jews that live um, there. Um, some of the things, some of the power, some of the control, um, it's, you know, going um, to one group of people, uh, to my understanding, and this is what sparked uh, many of these protests, because many, um, they are fearing that the things um, that they have fought for or, you know, um, they fear that anyways, and in, in making a long story short, they're fearing that their rights are being taken away. So uh, this is um, also amid uh, the Palestinian foreign minister who is saying that um, Israel has revoked his uh, travel permit, and so the it's, it's just a whole bunch of uh, things going on because um, Netanyahu's government, in other words, these protests, he's planning to limit the judicial powers, and so this is why people um, they're just you know taken to the to the street. They're taken to the to the street. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, in the world, in Israel, and here at home. Here at home, we are keeping an, even an eye on the Monterey Park shooting. Okay, um, this this suspect he killed like ten people, and everything. So you know, the world, you know, as we know it and as we see it, is going crazy. But the secret to all of this, to keep you from going crazy and being fearful, is to keep your eyes on Hashem because um, he's in control and um, he has a handle on things even when it looks like he don't. Um, the secret to it is to have the attitude of Noah. Noah had the attitude before the flood, and this is the attitude we have to carry. And we have to even keep the faith, the immuna of Abraham, before he left when he left where he lived at because of the wrong things they were doing and even Noah, how he had to leave and leave the people behind who did not want to listen to him, warning him, all the warning signs, the stop signs, the warning signs were there telling the people a flood, a flood is going to come and Noah was that stop sign, he was that siren that blew, blew, blew to tell people, hey, stop right now. This flood is coming. The earth is getting ready to be destroyed by water. Come aboard the ark. And they refused to come aboard that ark. And when that rain started and Hashem closed the door of that ark, all of the people who did not listen to those warning signs they were all lost, and only eight people in the whole entire world survived. 
And this is where all of the families of the people that you see around you of mankind that we seen from Moses, we seen from the uh, sons of Noah. And so, see, these warning signs are happening now. And the thing that's happening now is who's going to listen to Hashem like Noah? Because we see it all around us with these news headlines. Who's going to be able to be here? Who's going to stand? Who's going to be able to stand when the promised Mashiach comes and he comes and he takes a stand and he teaches each and every person the ways that Hashem, in the way that Hashem wants everybody to go? So this is something. Everything that's happening, remember, it is historical. And remember that Hashem, he is on the throne and he is in control. And nothing, nothing, nothing. It can never happen without his permission. But one thing that we have to do is to learn how to trust him and learn how to believe him at his words and trust him and have, you know, not that he's somebody far out and not care about you, but uh, somebody that you could talk to and have, uh, like Abraham, Father Abraham, he had a relationship, Moses. He had a relationship. He was able to pray. He was able to trust them. And that's how majority of these patriarchs, that is how they overcame the obstacles that was put in front of them because he was teaching them, even Noah, as he went along with the plans. Even though we see these negative current events, these things that are happening in Israel, these things that are happening here in the United States, these things that are happening around the world, is negative news everywhere. But what really is going to affect you is how much of the negativity you take in. If you take in all of the negativity, you're going to produce a lot of negativity to those around you. It's good to be aware of the things that's happening, but don't let the negative stuff, don't let it spiritually feed you because what come out of you can be negative. It's good to, hey, hey, you know the negative is happening, but at the same time with the negative happening, look at things that Hashem has blessed you with so that the positive, you could, you could gradually start to eat the positive spiritually, okay? Eat the positive things spiritually so that, even though you are aware of the negative things around you, the positivity that's in you is going to make a difference of that negative thing that is around you. You're going to look at things in a positive way, even though we see a lot of evil that is taking place in the world. No, it's not to be ignored, but at the same time, we have to get through it. And it's the same way Noah got through before the flood came. He did warn everyone, but no one listened. And it's, it's, it's sad, but this is the case that's going on in the day and age we live in. This is why we need to stick closer to prayer and to closer to Hashem more than ever before. And we need to uh, believe and pray that, um, that, you know, that everything in the end is going to turn out well and not mumble. You know, like the children of Israel when they were beginning to leave Egypt. We don't need to stay in Egypt. We don't need to go back to Egypt. 
we need to continue to trust Hashem at his word because he does not lie. His promises, they do come to pass. And nobody can change those promises. You know why? Because he's the creator. He created you. He created me. He created everything that's in front of you and the back of you, beside you, under you, and above you. And he created it. And once he speaks it, it's a done deal. I don't care what you are or who you are. You can't change what he pronounced. It's going to happen. Nobody can stop it. And so, see, this is the thing. What you see around you, you see men in the evil. You see those evil fighting against Hashem's will. Because to me, this is my opinion, if a creator created you, he's not going to try to destroy you. He's not going to try to destroy you. And this is from my perspective and from my take and from what I see. Although, yes, Hashem, he does destroy. But if he destroys something, that thing ain't good. So, hey, look at it in a metaphysical way. (laughs) But at the same time, um, we'll be having future guests on the program. And at this moment, everybody that is listened in, everybody that kind of faithfully tuned their phones in, everybody that is just sitting on their phone and calling in, and everybody that has been offering um, the Black Jewish Queen Life Chat your support, your clapping, your cheering. You know what? I thank you for um, what you are doing on that end. And at the same time, I do thank you, you know, for just kind of listening in and tuning in to the Black Jewish Queen live chat. And I do urge you, um, if you are one of those uh, people who uh, like listening to music, oldies, but goodies, and all of these things, um, I will be on the chat reel with Billy and friends where he and uh, myself and others and TJ and Julie and Robin uh, Williams, um, the, the music promoter, and Al Green, we will be talking to a Motown, a former Motown alumni who um, he sung with the DeBarges, so um, it should be an interesting program. This is going to be tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Eastern Time Zone, adjusted to your time zone. But, um, yes, definitely at this time, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat. Uh, thank you for joining us. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.